This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Today, I want to talk to you about the two types of confession every person needs to make. Two types of confession every person needs to make. It's very, very important. So, the first one is confession of sin. It's confession of sin. Every one of us is something we do. May I know anybody here who will tell me that, Pastor, since I gave my life to Christ, I've never sinned. Can I see by hand? If there's anybody here, then I can give you the microphone and I'll sit down. And <laughs> because all of us sin. Amen? And uh, so we don't do confession of sin just only once. But anytime you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, you confess to God. So under the confession of sin, I have three points. Under the confession of sin, I have three points. One, we confess our sin to God. Confession of sin to God. In Psalm 41, verse 4, I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul. For I have sinned against you. Then Psalm 51, verse 4. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. So here David is admitting that I've sinned against you. Every sin you commit is a sin against God. You have to understand that. And sin is going against God's law. I tell people, what is good? Anything the Bible says is good, is good. It's not what you say is good. Are you hearing me? It's not what the world says. It's not what our culture says. God, the Bible says, God is the only person who is good. So anything God says is good, is good. If God says it's not good, it's not good. Full stop. It's very simple. You know, sometimes... Uh, religious people make things complicated. You know, no, 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 no. They make things complicated. I tell them, no, it's very simple. God is all good. The devil is all bad. Amen? So anything that we do against God's law, God's, what the Bible has said, is a sin against God, and we need to confess to God. In Luke chapter 15, verse 18, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. In fact, for you even to make the confession to God, first of all, you have to confess to yourself. Because here the prodigal son is talking to himself. No, 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 he's not been to the father yet. He's talking to himself. He admitted, he admitted that he has sinned. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. I will go to my father and he rehearsed whatever he's going to say to the father. Because now he has come back to his senses. You see, if you are out of your senses, you do things that are not good. It is when we come back to our senses, then we do things that are right. And he said, first of all, you admit it. If you don't admit, because now he's admitting what he has done. That is why he says to himself, I shouldn't have done that. This is, this is bad. No, I will go to my father 
and I'll say to him. And that is what happens to each one of us. The Holy Spirit comes to convict us. That is, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, there are two things that the Holy Spirit is here to do. And many times we emphasize on the power the Holy Spirit coming upon. But listen, when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. And the purpose is to help you to live the Christian life. Because you can never live the Christian life outside the Holy Spirit. He is the one that is going to convict you of the sins that you've done. So many times we, the charismatic, emphasize upon, coming upon for service. But first of all, he wants to do a work in you. He says he will convict us of sins to come. So he's here to convict us. So that any time you do something that is not good, the Holy Spirit inside you. If you are not a Christian, the Holy Spirit is with you. Understand, he's with you. He's not inside you. When you give your life to Christ, he comes to stay inside you. He's with you to convict you. He's inside you also to convict you, to help you, to enable you so that you can um, live the Christian life. So he said, I will go to my father and then I will confess. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that is the first confession we need to make, confession of our sins. Then you come to number two, confession of of the sin against other people or a group. That is where a lot of us failed. In fact, when it comes to confessing our sins to God, we, we, we want to do that. Everybody want to do that. He admits that he's a sinner and he has done something against God. But remember that it's not every sin that is only against God. There are some sins when you commit because you are not an island. Listen to me carefully. You are not an island. So when you sin, it's against another, a group or the person. So after you've confessed to God, you need to go to that person and confess to that person. And that is what a lot of Christians fail to do. He said, oh, I've talked to God. Yes, you've settled it with God. But what about your brother? It's very important. So in Joshua chapter 7 verse 19 Joshua chapter 7 verse 19 now Joshua said to Achan my son I beg you give glory to the Lord God of Israel you know you see confession of sin is not negative as we think you know most people think confession of sin is negative here Joshua was telling Achan give glory to God by what confessing your sins, what you have done which is wrong, by so doing you are giving glory to him because when you sin, the Holy Spirit comes to convict you and the word confession means saying the same thing. So you are agreeing with what the Holy Spirit is telling you. So it's, ne it's positive, not negative. Yes, you are right. Lord, I admit, what you are telling me is true. It's true. It means God, the Holy Spirit is not a liar. If you don't admit, then that is negative because you are telling the Holy Spirit is a liar. So listen, so confession of sin is not negative, it's positive. Amen? Amen. 
You are giving glory to God. People don't know that. That's why they fail to. No, by confessing, it says, Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide from me. Because of his sin, the whole Israel was defeated. It's Achan who sinned, but it affected the whole people. Listen to me. Don't say it is my own thing. You are living in a family. The family name is upon you. And especially young people. Oh, no, I, I'm doing my own thing. Look, you, whatever you do, it comes upon the family. It affects the family. So you, you can't say it's my own thing. You know, when you throw a stone into a river or water, you see the ripples. So whatever you do, if you make a bad decision, it will affect every one of us. We are all living in the world here. Nobody has a relationship with Putin. But he took one decision to go to Ukraine. It has affected the whole world. It affected all of us. That's why the Bible says we should pray for those in authority. Whether you like him or not, listen. Listen, it affects us. So a lot of Christians, so Lord, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Republican, so I won't pray for the Democrat. Any bad decision they take, it will affect you. So no matter whoever is in power, you are supposed to pray for that person so that we can live a peaceable life. Otherwise, life becomes very, very difficult. So we need to pray. So whatever decision you make, it affects one another. So God says that, and so Achan made this decision. It affected Israel. Israel was defeated. And he said, look, I want you to confess to us. Confess to the group. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, moreover, if your brother sin against you, it means you can sin against somebody. If a brother sin against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. And if he hears you, you have gained your brother. In Matthew 5, 23 to 24. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. Go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. It's so important that God says, I don't want you to offer your gift. Go and reconcile with your brother. Go and confess. So if you are in a group and the group we have decided to do something and you break the rules, after confessing to God, you have to come to the group and tell them that, please, this is what I've done and I want you to forgive me. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. I, I, let me tell you. Um, I, all my life, I was born into... A religious home. My mother was a Presbyterian. So I went to a Presbyterian school. I did everything. So I was so green. I was green. I didn't know anything. I was a good sinner. That's what I call myself. I was a good sinner and everything. And uh, it's about 15 or so, 15 years, about 20 years, this story that I'm telling. I went to South Africa. That was my first time. 
and then with Ethiopian Airways. And all my life, listen, all my life, I've always drank soft drink and we have non-alcoholic uh, wine and it's always uh, uh, sweet. So I thought every sweet thing is, 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 is non-alcoholic. I didn't know. I was so green. So I went to South Africa. I was, uh, I was coming back to Ghana and in the lunch, I was at business class. So I got there, the lady said, I said, can you offer me something sweet? So the lady came and poured it and, uh, and then I drank it. I didn't know. I've never tasted in the alcohol, so I don't know. So it was nice. I said, that's good. Give me, <laughs> give me one more. And then he gave me. Then after 10, 15 minutes, I want to go to the bathroom. And I saw my face doing like this. I, you know, I, I was feeling dizzy. And so I asked the lady, please bring the bottle. What, what? Then I realized that it, it is alcohol. Boy, I said, boy, I'm drunk. <laughs> I, nobody was there. Nobody saw me, everything. And then uh, uh, I dragged my feet gradually and went. I slept. It knocked me down until when we were about to land. Then the air hostess said, look, we are getting prepared to land, so get up. I'm telling you, that's how it knocked me down. I came. Nobody knew. First of all, I talked to my wife about it, and she laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> then on Sunday, I stood before the whole congregation. I said, I want to tell you, your pastor got drunk. <laughs> because I need to confess to the congregation. I need to tell them, I said, your pastor got drunk. And I explained the whole episode to them. I said, it was not intentional. It was unintentional, but I still got drunk. <laughs> and the whole congregation laughed. And when we closed, the men said, because you don't know how to drink. That's why. It took <laughs> but you see, whenever you sin against a group, you must be bold enough to confess it. Amen. It's very important. Then there's the other confession. In confessing to one another, it is a different one. This one, he says this in uh, James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Here he's talking about there are certain sins that you commit. It affects your soul. It affects every part of you. And the devil always wants to dwell in secrecy. So long, nobody knows about what you have done. Your wife doesn't know about it. Nobody knows about it. And so long as you keep it secret, it puts you in bondage. And from time to time, the enemy will come back and make you go and do it again. And so what he's saying is that be bold enough, get a Christian brother, a Christian sister that is mature than you, that is more spiritual, and say, look, I have some confession to make. I've done this and that and that. Nobody knows about it, but I need to confess. And the day you confess and he prays with you, you get your deliverance. Otherwise, you will never have your deliverance, and from time to time, the enemy will bring it up. That's why I said, confess your trespass one to another, and then you will be healed. The 
you'll be healed a fervent prayer of a righteous man. So whatever you've done, nobody knows about it. But it's very, very important that you do that. It's a spiritual exercise. Go to that person and tell the person that, look, this is what I've done. Nobody knows about it. And I need to confess to you. And then the two of you will pray. And as soon as that happens, the stronghold is broken. And you will be set free. Amen? Amen. So, every one of us, we need to, from time to time, as the Holy Spirit convicts us and we sin, we need to confess to God. That is the first thing. Then the second thing is confession of our faith. Confession of faith. And under confession of faith, I have three things. One, confession of faith in Jesus Christ unto salvation. You see, you can confess your sins and still not saved. Listen to me carefully. Salvation starts with repentance, yes. It starts with confession of your sins. But that does not bring salvation. For you to be saved, you need to openly confess your faith and your belief in Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Romans 10, 9 to 10. That if you confess with your mouth, you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So every one of us must confess your belief in Christ openly. You know, there are people who say, look, I serve God in my heart. There's nothing like I serve God in my heart. Whatever is in your heart will come out. It's like you are watching um, a soccer game. And maybe this person belongs, uh, he's a, a Chelsea supporter. or um, The other person is a uh, Man U supporter. And uh, he doesn't want to tell you where he supports. But as the game goes on, you will know where he supports. No, no, no. Yes, if somebody comes and oh, ah, for me, I'm neutral. No. You wait. As the game goes on, you will know whether the person is neutral or not. <laughs> so whatever is in your heart, you must be able to confess it. So there's nothing like, I serve God in my heart. You need to openly confess what you believe. And the Bible says, by so doing, you will be saved. So you have to confess your faith, your belief in Christ, then you'll be saved. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 to 19, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Good for you, Simon, son of John, answered Jesus. For this truth did not come to you from any human being, but it was given to you directly by my father in heaven. And so I tell you, Peter, you are a rock. On this rock foundation, I will build my church and not even death will ever be able to overcome it. So the Bible is telling us that the foundation, what Jesus said is going to build his church is a confession of our faith in him. If you don't confess your faith in Jesus Christ, you will never be saved. You can come to church, you can, uh, you can have fellowship with us and still not save. So there's the need for every one of us to confess your belief and faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's the first one, confession of your faith. 
of your faith in Christ for salvation. Then the second one is confession of what Christ has done for you through his death, burial, and resurrection, and ascension to the throne. Anytime I talk about the death of Jesus, you need to talk about his burial because you only bury a dead person. You don't bury somebody in coma. Are you hearing me? That's why everywhere the Bible talks about his death, burial, and resurrection. Indeed, he died. And he was buried. And then he resurrected. Then he went and sat at the right hand of the Father, a throne of authority. And everything that he has done for us, you must confess it. Amen? Amen. He did it for you. He died for you. So you must confess it. He did it for you. It's, it's like when the American ladies were going for the soccer you know, game because the ladies are good in soccer than the men in America. True? Yes, in America, the ladies are better than the men. The men, you always get defeated. <laughs> yes, you and I, you and I were not there. But when those ladies won and won the trophy, it was said that Americans have won. It's the same thing. Yes, you were not there. But the moment they won, they did not say it is the 22 ladies that have won. They said, America has won the women's soccer. Exactly what Jesus did for us. Jesus went to the cross. He died for us. And what he has done for us, we need to confess it. Amen? Because that is the, our, the Bible tells us in it. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hold it fast. Hold it tight. Don't let anybody take it away from you. Hold your confession. Tell what you believe. You see, today, a lot of people, you see, don't go around arguing with people. Listen to me carefully. Don't go around arguing with people. People come and tell you, oh, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what is your stand with uh, 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 male and uh, male uh, marriage and everything? You just tell them, I'm married. I'm enjoying my marriage life. I'm married to a woman. I've got children and I'm enjoying it. And it's a great life. And I want everybody to have that great life. I'm happy. Let give them the trouble to defend themselves. Just tell them what you believe. That's all. If somebody asks, what I said, I'm married. That is, a, I'm married to a woman. I'm enjoying my marriage life. I've got my children. I'm enjoying my children. That is the life that I know. And I want everybody to come and enjoy and be part of that life. That's all. What, what, is, what do you think? I don't know. What I'm saying is this. I'm married. I enjoy my marriage life and everything. I'm married to a woman. Amen? Amen. It's very important. State whatever you believe, say it. Amen? Amen. Then the other confession you need to make is 
confession of what the Bible says you are. What the Bible says I am, that is what I must confess. In Psalm 107, 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for his good, for his mercies endure forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who has redeemed from the hand of the enemy? Let the redeemed of the Lord what? say so. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. From the Good News translation says, the scripture says, I spoke because I believe. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. Believe is not believe until you speak it. Amen? So whatever the Bible says, we are, let's say it. Amen? It's very important. Say what you are. I tell people, I prefer people call me St. Ransford than more than, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Ransford. Just call me St. Ransford because it makes me be careful. Are you hearing me? Imagine you are at a place and like you are about to sin. And all of a sudden, nobody is there. Somebody who knew you called Saint Timothy. Oh, oh yes. Uh, yes, straight away you come to, I'm a saint. A saint shouldn't do that. A saint should not do that. Amen. So whatever the Bible say you are, confess it. That is what you are. Say it. Even if you don't feel it, say it. Amen. Because it's not based on feeling. It's not based on feeling. Say what the Bible say you are. You are redeemed of the Lord. Say it. The Bible say you are holy. Say it. It's so important. Why is confession important? I have three things also under that. Then I close. We overcome the devil by our confession. That is the way we overcome the devil. So if you keep quiet, you cannot overcome the enemy. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Speak it. That is the way we overcome the devil. You know, if somebody is going to pronounce curse upon you, how does he do it? By words. How do you reverse the curse? It's by words. So you overcome the devil by your confession. That's why the devil will not make you confess what you believe. You know, he wants you to keep to yourself. Don't, don't say it. So some of us even are afraid to declare our stand. The way you overcome the enemy is by confessing what you believe and what Christ has done for you. You come is very important. Look, David even of old, who was under the Old Testament, told Goliath, you come to me with sword and spear. I come to you in the name of of the Lord of hosts. He believed it and he said, God will give you to you, will give you 
you to me. So be, confess what you believe because that is the way you overcome the enemy. They overcame him by the word of your testimony. Your word of your testimony. So you overcome the enemy. Number two, we possess what we confess. We possess what we confess. In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You see, what you want is what you say, not what you don't want. Listen to me. What you want is what you say, not what you don't want. A lot of us, your child is giving you problems. And then you begin to say the things you don't want to see in your child. That's what you have. I remember about, that's about 10 years ago. A couple was having a problem with their daughter. They came and told me, pastor, this is what my daughter, this is this, this. And they said all the things in front of the daughter and said all the bad things and everything. She's not serious in school. She's going to drop on everything. So after they finished, I said, have you finished? Thank you. Excuse me. You go out. Leave me with your, with your daughter. Then after they went, I said, I don't believe everything your parents said. You are different. I see you different. You are good. You can make it this. And I started talking and pumping everything. And her face changed. After three months, the parent came to me and said, what did you do to our daughter? Uh, tell me the, the special prayer. I said, I didn't pray for her. I just told her what she can do and what God had said. And the daughter later on confessed that. She said, if Pastor Ransford has confidence in me, I will not disappoint him. You see, he that is down need fear no fall. So see, you see, people will do best when you encourage them. So say what you want to see in your child. Not what you don't want to see. Because it's very, whatever you confess, you possess it. Jesus says something. This is coming from Jesus. Jesus himself. He said it. And uh, I want you to know, it still applies today. Matthew 16 verse, uh, no, Matt, uh, Jesus said, there's an, um, Matt, Mark chapter 11, verse 20 to 23. Mark 11, 20 to 23. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, everybody say, says. He said, whoever says, whoever, and whoever means whoever. Whoever means whoever. Whoever says, not a pastor, not a bishop, not this thing. Whoever says, this is what Jesus, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. 
He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. This is coming from our master, Jesus himself. He will have whatever he says. Believe. Amen. Amen. Believe it. Don't say it. Whatever you believe, say it. Let it come from your mouth. Believe it because whatever you say, you will possess whatever you say. If you don't say it, you won't get it. So whatever you want, you are your own enemy. I say you are your own what? Enemy. Don't blame anybody. You are your own enemy. Yes. So then the last one is that we are justified or condemned by our confession. We are justified or condemned by our confession. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 to 37. But I say to you. That for every idle word men may say, may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. I want you to live here knowing that you are a man, a woman of faith. You know, God has given all of us faith. Let me tell you, when we talk about faith, not, don't think that, oh, I'm a great man. No, all of us have been given the same thing. Every one of us. Faith is a gift. He said, by grace you have been saved. True faith. It is not of yourself. It's a gift from God. So God gives all of us faith. And how does faith come? God has packaged faith in the preaching of his word. So he says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So as you read about Christ, as you hear teachings about Christ, there's a package, there's faith in it. God gives you faith in it. And it is your responsibility to develop that faith. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So don't, don't think that I have more faith than you. You see, this is the belief of members. They think that Pastor Ransford has special faith. I have for me, my prayers are special. What, what do you think my prayers are special? It's an Old Testament thinking. Are you hearing me? Listen to me carefully. It's an Old Testament thinking. I'll prove to you now. And then I'll, I'll sit down. I'll prove to you. Because... I, I eat the Bible. I drink the Bible. I do everything. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Come to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 going. Let's go start from verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Give it to us on the screen. Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our what? Weaknesses. The weakness he's talking here is not sin. Because he's going to explain. The Bible is its own interpreter. Are you hearing me? It says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. It means that we have a weakness in prayer. All of us. And every, every one of us. How much can you pray? Are you hearing me? Okay, uh, put it up again. I've not finished. How much can you pray? You know, Jesus prayed till 
His sweat became like blood. In fact, when the Bible says that the Son of God prayed fervently, I asked myself, how can the Son of God pray fervently? Are you here? Okay. But he says that we do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be what? Uttered. Okay. So the reason that God has given us the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will pray through us. That is what the scripture is saying. So let me ask you. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is praying with, through you. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is praying through me. What makes my prayers more special than yours? Are you hearing me? You are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us, give, it, give us the scripture again. Look at it. Look, look, I want you to look at it again. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be what? Altered. The Spirit is praying through you. The Spirit is praying through me. It's only the ascent that changes. <laughs> but, but, you know, the ascent is what changes. But everything is the same. So what makes my prayer special than you is because of your belief. It's because of your belief. So a lot of people, you know, you, I, I need to teach you for you to know. I don't have any special people. Come on, Pastor for. I want you to pray for me and offer you your prayers are special. See, who told you? That is baloney. I said, that is Old Testament. The New Testament, all of us have access to God. Just believe what Christ has done for you. And just say what he has done for you. And you will see it come to pass. Don't think that this is an old distance. Thank God I'm speaking to a living faith church. This is what I, I believe right now. I believe right now Pastor Barry is in heaven. He's looking and he says, Pastor Ransford, preach it again. Preach it again. Pastor Ransford, preach it again. I know he's happy. Say what you believe. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. It is by that we overcome the enemy. God bless you. Let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. And we're going to do some confession today. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, want to thank you I want to thank you that at this age of my life, life I, know I know you as my Lord, as my Lord and, my and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus for, saving my soul. for saving my soul. I am redeemed of the Lord. I am the head and not the tail. I am overcomer. I will tread upon scorpions and serpents. Nothing shall by enemies hurt me. I am a winner. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. 
your word says, every tongue that will rise up against me, I should condemn. In the name of Jesus, I condemn every tongue that have risen against me, against my family members, against my profession, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you will not have control over my life. In the name of Jesus, I overcome you. In Jesus' name.